May I have your attention, please? Welcome to the Life in Tech podcast with Jay and Saad, where every week they will be sharing their experiences, insights, and opinions about working in the technology industry. Simply the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Life in Tech podcast with Jay and Saad, and we're back with another episode where we're going to discuss the theme around things happening quietly. <laughs> Because nowadays, a lot of things happen quietly. Okay, okay. So Jay, we spoke about quiet quitting Mm. a couple episodes ago. And um, there seems to be something else that's happening quietly that seems to be getting much more traction than the quiet quitting. Really? Yeah. More traction than quiet quitting? Yeah. Okay, because that's like the global phenomenon right now. So what's going on? It's called quiet firing. (laughs) This is is getting crazy. (laughs) And um, (laughs) it seems to be getting more attention, actually, from the research that I've done. Yeah. And just to define it, what quiet firing means, it apparently refers to, so it refers to the phenomenon in which employers demoralize unwanted workers to the point that they decide to quit. Demoralize how though? Like, what, what, what are we talking about here? So I saw another post about it and it basically meant that they treat you badly to the point where they force you to quit but they don't have the the courage to basically fire you so they're quietly firing you by treating you badly okay and the comparison that was made in this article that i read is that (laughs) it's like someone that wants to break up with you but they don't have the courage to do so so that was the definition that or the two definitions that i got from it right but how do you feel about this like this is a bit strange i'm not sure that i'm with all this quiet stuff how can we break this down that's not good we're not understanding from this is that a manager or someone in leadership is unhappy with their team members performance I'm gonna guess or potentially it could be like a personal issue and that they have but rather than just kind of address it with that person and try and iron things out or come to a resolution they're just gonna basically treat them horribly until <laughs> until they're like backed into a corner and think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna quit so I don't know because some of the the signs that I read it doesn't indicate anything that the employee is doing or has done right, so it could be just like a personal vendetta well look let me read some of the, the signs for you, right? Yeah. So we've got things like, it comes from either your direct manager uh-huh. or it could come from like your manager's manager or something like that, right? So right. People, it's people that you deal with on a daily basis, Okay. right? And some of the signs are, for example, like your one-to-ones are frequently cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just see that as like, maybe people's schedules move and we need to reschedule things and move meetings around. Like, I don't know mm. why that is being attached to. Yeah, I don't get that one mm. because because we know there could be valid reasons for moving a one-to-one exactly another one is lack of coaching and feedback okay okay um no recognition given right right so just to make things clear this is from the employer to the employee okay okay over focus on busy work versus impactful work busy work versus impactful mm-hmm. okay, so that's, you're that's you're being one. you're being is that uh, like mean like menial tasks like yeah you're like piled up with just okay. tasks as opposed to doing things that are impactful or adding value of some sort um and the exclusion from chances to work on exciting projects now that one for me is a bit um interesting because for me that that sounds like a lack of trust Mm. right Mm -hmm. and we all know that trust takes some time to build yeah so could it be that especially the last one anyway the the exclusion of chances to work on exciting projects could that just be a lack of trust as opposed to quote-unquote quiet firing well maybe you're just not the right person for that project right maybe you just maybe you haven't got the skill set or um 
um, you haven't had the experience to be able to handle a project like that. And maybe there's somebody better suited in the team to be able to do that. So, so listen to this. This is kind of similar to like when people say, oh, I didn't get a promotion. Yeah, but, oh, but, but listen to I this. I was in line for that role. <laughs> but listen to this percentage. Yeah. This is why I said that this is getting more traction than quiet quitting. Yeah. 80% of workers have seen quiet firing in action. So to me, that sounds like it's apparent. Like, how can it be something that's quiet when they've seen it in action? Like, it's, look, quiet firing is noticed by 80% of workers, according to this. Um, noticed. Uh, yeah, uh, according to this article. Not, it's not my, uh, mm. it's not my words. Mm. So. I don't know. Like, for me, okay, look, let's break this down, okay? If yeah. we're going to, if we're going to go by these, um these signs, right? Let's just group these, group these up and we'll break them down one mm. by one, right? We can both agree that one-to-ones frequently cancelled. First, we need to, we need to know what frequently means. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it's like, if it's like once or twice or, you know, your manager says, let's push it till tomorrow. Mm. Like, these are all understandable situations, right? Meetings get moved, meetings get cancelled. It happens all the time. But do they mean here that every time your one-to-one's coming up, it's like, oh, let's forget about it. Let's do it next month. Well, every time I one-to-one gets moved now I'm going to think damn like <laughs> but the thing is the word frequently here? like using the word frequently what does that mean like is it every which, time is it once or t- yeah once or twice is it has it happened three times in the year sometimes things get busy yeah so that for me I, I can't I can't associate that with yeah. being treated badly yeah I think right? that's a, remember what the definition was that's the wrong metric right there remember what the definition was yeah right it's the employee being treated badly mm. and pushed in the direction where they're forced to quit. Mm. For me, that doesn't add to that outcome. Mm. Like one-to-ones being frequently cancelled happens all the time. Yeah, and right? they still happen, right? Exactly. I think if they just stopped happening, that's different. Right. Now, let's take the second one. Mm. Lack of coaching and feedback. Mm. Now, this can be argued again because are you seeking coaching and feedback? Have you told your manager that you want some feedback here and there or you want to be mentored or you want to act as a mentee? That's part of it, yeah. But as a, as a leader mm-hmm. with with a team you need to be able to identify where where your team require coaching that they might not be aware of so it's more of like is your is your manager kind of supporting you or kind of giving you guidance and direction um whether whether or not you you ask for it right because to be kind of a good coach is like it's twofold right the first the first way is that your team members are coming to you with issues and challenges and like problems that they're facing and then you coach them towards a solution another thing um so the second part is that as a leader you might identify gaps within the team or kind of challenges that they're facing or whatever and then you coach the team to kind of get up to a particular um, kind of standard, right? So it kind of works kind of both ways. It's kind of like a two and throw. Yeah, definitely. If if someone's like not helping you whatsoever, then I guess I guess there's like neglect there, right? Yeah, I'm smiling right now because um, there's... There's nothing just, funny about neglect, son. No, no, it's not about <laughs> neglect. It's just one of these um, supposed like things that contribute towards quiet firing is really mm. funny because I just think it's the wrong wording for, the, for what mm. they're trying to say. Your boss is... Is MIA for much needed conversations. <laughs> so MIA means uh, missing, missing in action. action. Yeah, missing in action. So I, I don't think that's that's a good way to put things. But, but your boss might be MIA. Though. But that's then they're not but, actively but, being. They're not actively. But if your boss them. is MIA, then they're they're probably quietly quitting. They're not quietly firing <laughs> people, right? That's also, okay. Here's 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 a scenario for you. Yeah. What happens when you get a combination mm. of one quiet quitting and one quiet firing at the same time? Wow. So like say your boss is quietly firing you that's easy street <laughs> like, that is just easy street that means you're, like, you're coming into the office I think I think like, both of you just need to go to 
doing, on, swing it you're out. literally like, doing whatever you want to do. Your yeah. boss ain't paying you no attention. Yeah. <laughs> you're not having any meetings with your boss. Yeah. Like, you're just on easy street. You, you you might not as well just not turn up to the office and like, your boss wouldn't even notice, right? So I just think both of you need to like <laughs> sit with HR and just clear things up because that's, a, com that's a combination that, that shouldn't exist. I wonder like, how common this is in tech as in like is quietly fine because I've heard of people getting pushed out mm -hmm. and I've seen like people getting pushed out before. What does it look like for someone to be pushed out? So like someone getting pushed out is like they might be given less and less responsibility, for example. So right? that's, that's to the point To the point where they're kind of twiddling their thumbs and wondering what to do and they're kind of forced into that quiet quitting situation where they're just like coming in, doing the minimum and then eventually they're like, this isn't challenging anymore. This comes to one of the, the things here on this list is the exclusion of from chances to work on exciting projects. Mm -hmm. So is it just like piling this person with all of the trivial stuff? Maybe you're just not giving them anything at all. Like I've seen people, <laughs> I've seen people get kind of pushed in that direction before. And actually, um, I learned something today. Yeah. Kind of, so I was on this um, kind of leadership training thing, and then someone in the cohort kind of mentioned called like a Japanese promotion. Japanese promotion. Yeah. What is so that? the first time I heard of it, yeah. But apparently, it's like you get promoted, quoting unquote, yeah. But then you basically get kind of like pushed into like an area where okay, like here's your promotion, but we're not going to give you any projects. We're not going to give you any more responsibility. But why is it associated with Japanese? But it's, not, but it's not really, apparently it happens a lot over there, apparently. It's funny you said that because last time we mentioned that. Allegedly, should I say, allegedly. Yeah, laying down flat or rotten. What was it? What was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it rot. Yeah, Supposedly yeah. Supposedly started in China. Yeah. I, I don't run with that. For, for the listeners, that's the label yeah. that got used. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like Google it yourself as well. That's basically, you know, it's, it's like, that's you're, you're, it's a way, it's a way of pushing somebody out, basically. Okay. And it's not, it's not an actual promotion, actually. It's not a promotion. It's it's basically you're getting less and less responsibilities. Right. And less and less remit. And you're allowed to make less and less impact. Mm -hmm. So they call it a Japanese promotion because it's a way of pushing somebody out without directly saying you're fired. So And this was this was on your training? No, it wasn't. It wasn't from the course. It wasn't like, it wasn't. It I wasn't was part someone, of the... It was someone in the mm. cohort. Right, right, right. Mentioned that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like, it wasn't the trainers themselves. Right. There's something interesting on this article also. Another sign to this mm. quiet firing is you are placed on an unreasonable performance improvement plan. Define unreasonable. Exactly. Like there's so many questions associated with that because why has a performance plan been brought up in the first place? Right. So like what were the kind of steps or the events that kind of occurred leading up to that moment where like the leader's find, like, hey, like you need to be on a PDP. Like, right. I find these quite vague. Mm. Like, for example, who said that it's unreasonable? Is it you? Is it, you know, somebody else? Like, you know, we... A PDP is always going to be unreasonable to the person on the PDP. Mm, interesting. If someone throws like you onto a PDP, you're going to be like, well, that's not fair. Yeah, but your manager might be doing that because they want you to improve. Genuinely yeah. want you to improve. Yeah. And they've got evidence and they've got a track record of facts of why they've put you on this improvement uh -huh. plan. Because they genuinely want you to iron some things out. I agree. I agree. So why would... But why if someone puts you on a PDP, mm -hmm. it's like, wow, like, I'm, on, I'm on a personal development plan. Like, Maybe they feel it's a bit personal. Possibly. Mm. But I just don't see how these things are being associated with this see this is the same thing mm. the same problem I had with the quiet quitting one mm. it's the term the terminology like why are we putting a label behind this like these are some things that we clearly know happen mm -hmm. right and some of them can happen with different intentions mm -hmm. for example one-to-ones frequently being cancelled and moved right that can happen with, with completely different intentions mm -hmm. lack of coaching feedback that mm -hmm. could be your manager's not you know hasn't acquired the, the skills yet to supply that coaching and that feedback mm -hmm. 
and maybe you haven't been asking for it right or showing any signs that you want to actively act as a mentee right no recognition given now this one is interesting because i feel like everybody some <laughs> to some point complains about that you know in the in their career like oh i wasn't recognized for this project mm. i wasn't recognized for that project like what can we say about recognition like how does somebody get recognition for what they do there's many ways you can get recognition like it could be like public praise it could be kind of one-to-one praise or acknowledgement for the efforts and contributions you made to something mm-hmm. it could be a reward uh, an award like there's there's plenty of, way of ways to like recognize someone um, it doesn't have to be like as far as like hey like you're going to get a bonus it could be as simple as thank you do you know what I mean like there's like so many kind of different ways that you kind of recognize someone's efforts so for it to go to that, that extreme where you're getting like nothing that is a bit concerning but again there's so many questions associated with that you know so listen to this examples of quiet firing include going years without a raise or promotion years define years though <laughs> <laughs> like, that could be two years come on man like sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's like it depends on your role do you know what I mean? It's like me and you are just like define this. Define we're just It's like it's like it's like you've become a head, yeah, yeah. of your department. Right. And then a year later you said, I want to be director. Yeah. And then a year after that, I want to be chief yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like once you get into certain positions, it yeah. actually takes a few years like to actually make that impact, right? So it's like you kind of gotta be reasonable. Okay, what about shifting responsibilities towards tasks that require less experience? Again, define what you you know, so how, almost, how do you almost like a <laughs> motion right kind of but without or, actually saying it okay or deliberately withdrawing or deliberate withdrawal of development and leadership opportunities mm. how is that how is that um noticed though see they're Don't very know. vague they're very vague but there's no i feel like there's no explanation behind this has been writing these articles like it's, it's come from a very personal standpoint well i'm not going to mention the name or the that's how it comes across it just feels like <laughs> it just comes across very like personal like it's from personal experience and they're trying to kind of generalize it so how is this associated with quiet quitting though like is it are these things have these things become so profound because of the whole quietness associated with it like this is what i'm trying to understand like Mm. because it says here that the it's not discussed it's not because it's saying here that the quiet quitting movement as we mentioned as well was was uh brought about by the gen z Mm. uh community and that's because they apparently talk according to them is that they put their mental health Mm. above the job burnout right yeah but people have been doing that for since way back like before any you know generation or movement existed but why is it now that these things are becoming so profound is it the label that's giving them this attention is it what is it because some of these things here they're very like they happen everywhere yeah they happen everywhere mm. it is, it is uh, and we can probably argue that both of us have experienced some of these things in our previous yeah some way shape, form. yeah right so what does that mean that we were victims of quiet firing mm, no i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that i don't i, I, I can't say that i feel as though i've experienced that's what i'm saying like do is that how these... I have experienced some of those like one to one being moved. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. but then do you sit there and say like let it play on your mind all day and say, Why no. is my one to one being moved? Sometimes I'm happy. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> my one to one gets moved, yeah. <laughs> and like good, I've got time to work on this thing. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's actually convenient. <laughs> so my my major concern mm. with the readings that I did is is that 80% of workers have seen quiet firing action. How they are evaluating this statistic, that's the number one thing. Where are they getting this? Mm. these numbers from right it says 48 percent of those surveyed 
Okay, so they're using surveys. Say that they've seen quiet firing at work. An additional 38% say that is, quote, it's real and I faced it. Only 13% said that quiet firing is not a thing. But I feel like, okay, okay firstly, what type of people have you been surveying? Are they people talking about their previous jobs mm -hmm. or the job that they're currently in? Like it doesn't mention any of this, right? Exactly. So they might just be bitter that something didn't work out in one of their previous uh, positions. And exactly. And now just saying, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm part of the, the 80% of workers mm. that have seen quiet firing in action. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I'm on not this. for it, man. I'm not um, convinced on this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm really just, it's becoming quite comical actually, you know, for mm. me. It's just, you know, so I'll tell you how I come about this because we, before this episode started, we were um, debating who should start the episode, right? And you said to me, you introduced me to it. Mm -hmm. So you should start it. So <laughs> someone actually sent me the, the, an article. What, the, to like combat the Because, because <laughs> the I was discussing, I was discussing quiet, quitting with them yeah. the episode that we did previously and uh, we was having a discussion about that and then I remember being on lunch with you mm. and then I, I got a message of an article and I remember I think I showed you and I was like check this out now there's yeah. quiet firing but apparently this one is more popular than the other one probably do you know what that would make sense because of the whole pushing out thing I think the pushing out thing has been like been going on for like a couple of decades right or maybe like a few decades why do you think some employees do that forget the quiet firing stuff mm. like let's talk about this why they do what like push people out they're pushing out yeah why don't they just you know get rid of them i think they probably don't have the confidence or haven't had the training to have difficult conversations mm -hmm. and kind of addressing like really kind of serious issues or or handling conflict in a particular way like right they so i think i feel like it's an education slash like training issue and you know people might have been put into management positions who probably haven't got the necessary skills required to be able to manage people and kind of nurture people so when it comes to situations where they're like oh this person i'm having issues with instead of kind of addressing those issues they put all those issues in and start treating the employee in a certain way which eventually pushes them up so like i feel like in situations where that's happening you kind of have to question i, I say it's more in the man you have to question the manager ultimately so there's another article mm. and it is titled forget quiet quitting okay workplaces should focus on quiet firing focus on, what do you mean focus focus on, it? on it. and it says quiet firing is another buzz term on social media right, right. so for me them referring to to it as a buzz term mm. raises questions okay because you know sometimes things are buzzwords and get get a lot of attention and it's only because loads of people are sharing it but there's actually little meaning behind the term itself right you get my point mm. like it only goes viral because of the amount of clicks and shares it gets mm. but the actual content the actual there's no substance to it because the other article that was showing us all the signs we were just saying oh but that's just that, that could have another intention behind it mm. that could be this that could be we were giving in a lot of scenarios for those quote-unquote signs for quiet firing right mm. but it could just become a buzz term because people see oh quiet firing what does that mean oh yeah i've been i've been treated like that before i'm part of this group yeah. you see what i'm saying so it's like automatic alliance with the term mm. based on maybe you just had like one or two bad experiences or whatever bad means to you mm. right and now all of a sudden you've got this complete alliance with this buzz term and you're part of that 80 percent or whatever that have said oh i've seen mm in action this is a problem for me because i think this also puts employers at a quite of a difficult position because mm. you're always going to get a large number of people putting a lot of emotion mm. into these into these social media campaigns and movements and buzzwords and it leaves employers for me anyway stepping on eggshells yeah like your manager might sit there and be like okay i need to move this one-to-one -one for valid reason <laughs> not after listening to this episode yeah, <laughs> but i know this i know this guy's been talking about quiet firing for the last month 
he's got a bloody podcast episode on it. Mm. If I move his one-to-one, he's going to hate me, you know? <laughs> like, it leaves people on eggshells. It's ridiculous because it's life. This is life. That happens in life, mm. you know? Sometimes things don't work out. And, you know, employers, there might be people in, in leadership that don't know how to have difficult conversations and they're just avoiding you because they don't want to hurt your feelings, but they know that it's not working out kind of thing. Exactly. Like, is, why do we have to associate I've got an idea. Term? I've got yeah. an idea. Go ahead. Because I, off topic, but like this, this kind of reminds me of like this kind of like people who are in that like relationships that they don't want to be in and then okay. they just kind of just kind of fade out and okay. like kind of switch off it's like it's like there's a term that says um like people people have already kind of like logged off or kind of shut like they've already kind of shut themselves down in a relationship um, okay. to the point where the other person like says oh do you know what this isn't working so instead of, instead of like breaking up with that person it's not you it's me like, yeah so like the, one of those yeah ones. so like instead of like breaking up with that person they just like change the way that they kind of interact with them so they might be a kind of less affectionate they might start going out more like slowly slowly kind of like doing things which kind of push the other person away they make them think hold on a minute i'm not going to stand for this all of a sudden they're going to the gym morning like, hold on why, then they're just like getting fit for this pushing them you know <laughs> push them in a certain direction then they're like hey do you know what i'm going to break up with you and then the person's like oh no but deep down they're like yes this is what i wanted to hold. that this sounds like the same thing like this sounds like you know the do, manager do you know what that is the manager's like that's just manipulation yeah but it's the same that thing has nothing to that has nothing to do with quiet firing it's just manipulation it's the same thing though because the the manager wants to break up yeah but hasn't got the let's call it guts to, then, to to actually kind of have that okay, conversation but then we can flip we can flip the script and they start treating someone in a certain way right. changing the way they 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 interact with them to right. the point where the person's like you've changed i'm not having this i'm gonna go somewhere else and find a better option but you can flip the script here yeah. and say well you don't have the courage to approach me on why things feel feel a bit sour you see you get my point though like i get your point but i'm talking about the initiation of this whole thing it, it comes from that place of you and a problem has been identified a relationship problem has been identified okay but rather than address it you're just going to treat that person differently until until they exit i'll just say is everything okay exactly so that's my idea is that instead of when if you feel like you're in that position where your boss is kind of pushing you out or they're distancing themselves or they're giving you the menial tasks or whatever all everything on that checklist instead of quitting i would take the proactive approach and address it so i would just be like hey you know like what's going on i've noticed like there's a change notice we're not having one-to-ones anymore i've noticed this xyz and then it kind of does you have to have some sort of conversation and the nature of that conversation will tell you where the other person stands if you get silent treatment that's still a message if they don't answer the question that's still a message if they do answer the question and it's very hostile that's a message if they answer the question and it's positive and you find out a bit more about them that you can be kind of more kind of empathetic to right that still sends a message and you can make decisions based on the response that you get so i would be more hey like what like what's going on mm-hmm. and kind of work out from there rather than say oh man they keep treating they keep treating me wrong oh do you know what like here's my notice i'm, I'm gone right 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 i would try and and that's not good because you're trying basing, to find out what's you're going basing on. your you know your your notice on motion essentially so it's not exactly but there's another thing that Big i've decision. got a problem with with this um quiet firing is that it's also known as something else there's another term really? yeah what's it known as constructive dismissal constructive dismissal constructive dismissal quiet firing also known as constructive dismissal is not a new practice wow. and refers to when an employer purposely treats workers badly to get them to quit and avoid directing laying them off that sounds like very like directly laying them off that's like organized crime but how is that constructive do you know why it's constructive why because they're constructing the dismissal so it's like it's, it's manipulation more than one person it's like, and they're like okay we want this person out we can't fire them for whatever reason so now we're gonna orchestrate construct this 
<laughs> set of events. That's that's draining. That's yeah. That's next level, man. That's, like, that's, that's manipulation. That's not good. You know, it's very um, passive aggressive. Actually, mm. you know, if you think about it, it's very passive aggressive, and it's a very poor way to uh, manage people. And I think if you're involved in that type of behavior, where you're in your mind constructing something in that way, then my opinion is you shouldn't even be at the forefront of leading mm. any team. If people are noticing that on you, mm. forget the whole quiet firing stuff. I'm talking about now you constructing some sort of manipulative way of getting someone out and can't have that hard conversation or, or address the real mm. the real issues at hand. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's that's not good. Do you know what my issue is? My issue with this is if you're trying to push somebody out, mm. clearly there's an issue. Right. right. And if you feel that person is no longer a fit for the team or the organization, surely you want to address that as quickly as possible and get them out as quickly as possible. Exactly. Right. Because if it is that bad, mm. then there must be some ground I'm glad you raised that because you actually um, you brought something back to my mind is that mm. these 80% mm. how long have they been working there? It's number one you know what industry is it? Mm. Number two you know what levels of professionalism is it? Like are they leaders? Are they seniors? Are they managers? Are mm -hmm. they you know is it peer-to-peer? -peer? Like what is it? What's the, what is the situation? It, it's very vague mm. and having something very vague of course you can get a lot of numbers yeah. because when you have something vague mm. or like a poll or or a survey that's very vague you've widened your demographic mm. like you can grab so many types of professionals and so many levels of professionalism mm. so many years of experience you haven't narrowed down mm. the survey mm -hmm. like let's say we narrow down the survey and say okay we want to survey software engineers mm. who are between the career duration of five to ten years mm. right between midways to seniors like you're really narrowing it down yeah. you're getting high numbers like 80 percent mm. but you're not showing the type of people you're serving 80% of what five huh? 80% of five people exactly. that's what I'm saying <laughs> you're not actually exposing the types of people or the groups it doesn't have to be the exact type if you want to keep mm. it anonymous you can mm. but you're not even exposing anything about the types of people you're serving mm. right and I don't think it's good because it leaves people on edge and it leaves employers on edge and it leaves employees on edge mm. because next time they have a meeting moved oh they're quiet firing me mm. quietly you know and now I'm gonna quite quit it's all listen it's all it's very toxic it's toxic man and it's manipulative actually mm. it's manipulative and you know it's getting loads of traction it's crazy like so many articles are saying forget quiet quitting quiet firing is what you need to be focusing on tomorrow it's gonna be forget quiet firing mm. quiet something else now it's not good and mm. I think it distracts people from the real problems at hand mm. it distracts people from really looking and seeing the vision of where they want to go Professionally, it distracts employers from finding the right people, the right talent for their mm -hmm. organizations, right? And it just, it's not good. It doesn't create that wholesome networking vibe mm. that especially the tech industry mm. pushes for and advocates for. Definitely. Right? Like yesterday we had um we had a web meetup, a front end mm -hmm. meetup, and I met individuals that I've never met before. And mm. we were having such wholesome conversations mm. because we had those things that we liked in common mm. and that we we enjoyed um, we came together to all enjoy a common theme of web engineering on the front end and that's what the tech industry is all about mm. it's not about coming together and saying let's have a meet up on quiet fire everyone put your hand up if you're a victim of quiet firing like it's ridiculous and if you are listening to this and you're someone who wants to get into the industry the tech industry specifically my advice and this is just my opinion this is solely my opinion don't even look into these type of things yeah because it's just going to distract you from what is um, required for 
for you to meet your goal. And the tech industry requires a lot of skills. And a lot of those skills are soft skills. When you're dealing with a lot of things like this, it's just going to tarnish your soft skills. Exactly. And you're just going to end up falling into a, a loop of anxiety thinking any treatment you get, any sort of advice you get, or any silent treatment you get or whatever is going to be associated with quiet firing or quiet quitting. It's ridiculous. And um, it's quite embarrassing actually to see that so many, you know, good websites that I used to mm. use for, for information and news are just giving these like pushing it pushing it so much it's, it's really it's embarrassing way too much attention yeah let's uh let's never cover this again <laughs> let's, let's cut until it out, something man. else quietly you know Emerges. infiltrates <laughs> the um, the news channels i'll but tell you um i'll tell you what uh isn't so quiet though what adobe's acquisition of figma oh you want to move it there <laughs> Yeah, that was huge, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in shock, man. Like twenty billion dollars is just. Firstly, <laughs> I can't even comprehend like how, you know, how much that is. Twenty billion. Like, yeah, that's a lot. But are you? I honestly thought it was a joke. No, I didn't. I thought when I first first saw it, I was hesitant to like inform my team because I thought it was a joke. Yeah. And then I saw like the Slack channel popping off, and I was like, ah. Oh. Then I looked into it a bit more. I was like, no, this this is very real. Like it's getting featured in like really kind of official channels. And I was like, I've got yeah. a question for you. Mm. So you're a heavy user of Figma, right? I am too, mm. actually, but I would say you're you're more of a heavy user because I use Figma more for extracting what I need as opposed to you're creating on there, right? Somewhat, somewhat heavy. My my team are definitely way heavier than I am. But yeah. But out of us two, I would say you're the okay, you're yeah. more fair, fair. you're more of the heavy user, right? How does that make you feel that your would you say one of your most used tools? It's our most used tool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How does that make you feel that a, I think, a I think big corporation like Adobe, who are actually well respected and their apps are really good. Yeah, yeah. Their apps are really good, right? And they've got history of good, solid applications under their belt. How does that make you feel that now they've acquired your most used tool? I'm a bit nervous because, and, and the reason I use the word nervous mm -hmm. is because we, as a, as a team, we rely heavily on, on Figma as right. a tool, right? Yeah. So design system, the way we collaborate, mm -hmm. our drafts, mm -hmm. um, concepts, all of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. even the way that we um kind of discuss ideas and make approvals with this kind of stuff is through the platform now in order to get to the platform in the first place took a heavy migration of several different other platforms to kind of move to figma so that was a huge piece of work and then a few years down the line we're at a place where adobe have come along and now they've made an acquisition and more figma the question mark is above my head is like what does that now mean because there's a few kind of potential implications now my preference is that figma will as part of this contracts will be allowed to operate independently still okay yeah so the goals the vision that they had um, for the industry all of that kind of stuff i would like to believe they can operate independently but now they have more backing and more weight to be able to produce the goods in a faster fashion that's what i hope will happen what i've seen happen with other tools that i've used and kind of other teams that i've been in etc have been kind of reliant on is an acquisition has happened and then all of a sudden that tool that you know and loved has been absorbed into the ecosystem of of that parent company and then buy buy everything and then you. everything you loved about yeah, about that product diminishes and then not only that as a as a department head now i'm just like okay please don't raise the price please please don't raise the price because <laughs> now that's a whole new set of conversations that i need to have and then kind of on top of that like i've had um kind of tools in the past who have been acquired and then when it comes that when it comes back to renewal it's like oh yeah we tripled the price from last year it's like okay then we've kind of forced us into a corner where we're gonna have to find another channel or another avenue of kind of getting 
getting this stuff done. So I really hope that they're allowed to, like I said, operate in this independent fashion and still have like majority control over their vision and their roadmaps and, and still kind of deliver on the promises that they've been promising for the last few years and still stay embedded in the community and still take on ideas from the community and kind of invest in their um, kind of active users and their power users and organizations that know and love the company. That's what I hope happens. If you're listening to this, like Figma, Adobe, I hope you're having those conversations and I hope you're going to look after, you know, the people who love you most. Please don't raise the prices. I beg you. <laughs> So I want to check how old school you are. Yeah. Do you remember Adobe Fireworks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I built my first, um, that's like my second website. I bought, built my first website on Flash and I built my second website on... Um, so Adobe Fireworks for me was was the one. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a dis if you don't know what Fireworks is... You should do all the slices. It's an Adobe app that's discontinued. So they didn't push it past CS6. It's a vector graphics editor. So a lot of UI stuff happened in Fireworks and you'll mm. find a lot of the old school designers and developers actually, because um, obviously we're still using these tools when we're consuming their designs and it was the one it was so mm. so good and i think you still can use it it's just discontinued in terms mm. of they're not pushing any updates to it but so this figma situation for me i'm like i'll be honest mm. i'm like whatever mm. because it doesn't change anything for me like the way i was shocked was the number mm. when i just saw because I, I was blinking a few times i was, I was like do they mean million but that just shows the impact that the tools had on it yeah industry. exactly and when i really understood the figure and i was like okay no it's not million it's billion Okay. Um, Figma's literally blown everything out That's of the crazy. Water. So this leads me on to my next concern is that where does that leave Sketch? Not just Sketch, but other tools. Zeppelin as well, right? I think I think they'll still have their user their, their user base. But yeah. um because you've always got those diehard fans. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those diehard users that even if something gets acquired for the most money in the world, you're always gonna have that group. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean I've got them, I've got them in my own team who they you know, they're even though we use Figma, their their preference is still Sketch and, mm -hmm. and that's perfectly fine, you know. Right. Right. And kind of every every platform is going to have its fan base, and, yeah. and there's no open a problem with that. The, like the main reason why it's a concern for me is because as a head of department, like they're huge. Depending on the direction that they head down as we find out more information is huge implications. Right. So I need to kind of first kind of get my head around that and kind of what those implications mean for the team and the company and mm -hmm. how we're structured, how mm -hmm. we collaborate, mm -hmm. how we build product. Mm -hmm. Like potentially all of that could change. Mm -hmm. So once I've got clarity on that, then I'm either going to be even more anxious or I'm going to be very relaxed. Right. <laughs> so I need just, I just need some more information in the upcoming kind of days and weeks. So you flip the, the topic on me. Mm. So I'm going to flip the topic on you. Mm. So I see an island on the table. Oh, yeah. And it's quite of an interesting island. Mm. If you don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to the new iPhone 14. And yes. why I mentioned it. the island, because the pro version has this feature mm -hmm. that Jay and I both think that it's a brilliant UX move, right? And we both um, like bought it like straight away. <laughs> yeah, so Jay, <laughs> Jay like, was yes. fortunate enough to, to grab his a bit earlier in the day. Um, I'm getting mine later tonight hopefully so jay walk us through this so why is this feature so good like in your opinion what did apple do that made you think yeah they because we saw a lot of conversation on linkedin mm. right and people oh, too much conversation and people were giving their opinions i think a bit too quickly before they've even used yeah or had a chance to to explore this feature in, in real life mm -hmm. and now that you've explored it what's your opinion about this break this down for us man all right so first like i just want to kind of talk about some of the issues so the issues that are kind of 
of people have kind of mentioned on LinkedIn that I'm seeing heavily. I was like, oh, like they've turned the the camera or the notch, uh, the famous kind of iPhone notch um, kind of into kind of a feature. And it's a UI feature, but it's not usable. It goes against Fitz law, which is basically like the movement of the distance basically or the time it takes for a person's kind of anatomy to kind of like cover a certain distance, right? So in this case, it will be like how quickly your thumb can kind of reach a particular component um, kind of on the screen. Now that there's a UI feature, which is kind of a somewhat in the forefront. So it's a forefront kind of feature at the top of the screen is further away from your thumbs. A lot of people are saying, hey, like it goes against various different laws and it goes against US community guidelines, all this kind of stuff. Like I see this as innovation, right? And I believe that a lot of the people who are kind of going against this, one, haven't even used it. They just kind of seen videos and images. Secondly, probably couldn't design it better. Are they Android users? I have no idea. And <laughs> thirdly, they just haven't thought about the feature itself and what its use is. So like for me, when I've seen the demos, I've analyzed the demos of, of the Dynamic Island on the iPhone 14, and it's all very informative. So it's like giving you directions or it's giving you a particular status or it's kind of letting you know how much time has elapsed on your podcast and gives you the cover art of your podcast. Now, each of these things are, you can engage with if you need to, mm -hmm. right? So the engagement side of things is secondary. The primary kind of task of this or kind of prime, primary ability, whatever you want to call it, of this feature is to inform the user. Right. So from an informative aspect, I think the placement is perfect. Top of the screen, you're definitely going to see it. It animates beautifully. It feels very intuitive. Now that I actually have it, it seems very useful. So I'm all for it. Like I, I think that this is a great innovation and a great way to kind of turn on its head the biggest issue that people have had with the latest iPhones over the last few years. Right. Because people hate the notch, right? They think it's ugly. They think it takes away screen estate or whatever. Mm -hmm. But making like your biggest weakness into one of your strongest features mm -hmm. is like one of the, it, it's just kind of mesmerizing. It's a, it's, a, it's a new innovation. I think a lot of other companies are now going to copy it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the people who are going against it right now, if they are iPhone users and they do buy this, in a few months time, I want to know if they have the same opinion they do today. Right. But my feeling is, and now that I've got the phone in my hands, is that people are going to love this feature. So I'm going to experience something very differently though, mm. because I'm still sitting on a very old iPhone, mm -hmm. iPhone 7. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've doubled your phone. Yeah. So I'm going to experience a lot of things. And I've stayed on this phone because one, it's just never failed me. I've never broken it. Mm -hmm. Actually, I took it to the Apple store once to get a small fix. It was with the notch, right? But it's never failed me. It's been with me through a lot of countries. I've got a lot of memories with it. And I just feel like I'm not the type of character to update my phone every year. Mm. I can't keep up with Apple's updates, mm. right? Now the battery's dying on me and stuff like that. So I need to make the upgrade. And it just happens to be the 14, which doubles the seven. So it's a pretty cool little story, but mm. I'm going to experience different things. So I haven't experienced the full edge to edge screen yet. Uh, yeah. That's going to be the first experience for me. That. The second is no home button. Mm. So the iPhone 7 still has the home button. Mm. And I really like that. Mm. That I have something tangible there to click. Obviously, I've played with like these newer iPhones mm. and I've, I've played around with them and stuff and family members have them, but I've never had one myself. So the island is the least of my worries, actually. You know, whether I, I like the island feature or not is the least of my worries because I need to catch up with, you know, all of these other features mm. that came out in the last uh, three to four years. Mm. So it's interesting, interesting conversation. And we decided to add these segments into this episode because quite a lot happened since we've recorded our last mm. episode. So we thought it would be a nice touch to, you know, talk about the quiet firing 
and to talk about these two little segments. But also, um, if you want us to, I guess, kind of comment on kind of topical um, mm-hmm. kind of things that are happening in industry, such as you know, kind of product releases or kind of acquisitions or whatever it might be that's kind of happening, mm-hmm. like feel free to kind of comment on our posts on LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, engage with us directly if you want as well. I'm more than happy to answer any questions. But more importantly, we want to hear your feedback. And if this is something that you're interested in hearing more of, then maybe we will make a feature out of it and you'll have yeah. kind of more episodes um, around this topic. Yeah, we've spoken about making a, a smaller series mm. on more these type of little segments and stuff. So we we want to engage with the audience and see what people want to hear and we're willing to adapt and, and make some changes. But Jay, we're going to stop there. I need some time to digest this whole quiet stuff. Yeah. You know, because I thought yeah, I had... quiet place. I thought I had enough with the quiet quitting stuff, but then you're going to quiet place. So I need to I need to read some more about it. But um, it's been great. It's, it's nice to be back in the studio, actually. It is, it is. I don't know if you noticed, but um, the previous episode was not recorded in the studio. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> and we apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, anyways, we won't get into But um, yeah, it feels good to be back. So this has been the Life in Tech podcast with Jay and Sada. And we will see you on the next one. Take care, everyone.